Hey y'all, it's your girl, Joy Leah, and welcome to my show, Backstage with at Joy Leah. Today, we have the Miss Christian Girl in the City, Miss LaToya on my podcast. We're going to be talking about her new podcast, as well as her book, Christian Girl in the City, and everything that she has going on. And we're going to have a little conversation on how to be that Christian girl in this world. So you guys just sit back, listen up, and enjoy this podcast. Hey y'all, again, welcome to my podcast, Backstage with Joy Leah. Today we have, again, Miss LaToya on my podcast. We are going to be talking today about being a Christian girl in the city. So, Toya, LaToya, how are you doing? Hey girl, hey. It's been a long time. Yes, yes. It has been... Some years. This is one of my oldest, oldest friends from high school. So I'm so happy to be talking to you and talk about everything that you got going on since it's been so long. We could really catch up. (laughs) So much has changed. Oh my God. Yes. Tell me. Let's get started. What do you have going on? Let's see. Since high school and college, um, I am an ordained minister. Mm -hmm. I was ordained in 2019 as a prophet and a teacher. So I am a minister of the gospel. Imagine that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those wild days did not look like this was going to happen, but it did. So um, I wrote a book. uh, It's called Single Christian Girl in the City. A celibacy journey, a ten-day devotional. Um, it's both an ebook and it's a print, so it's available on Amazon. I have a blog called Covenant Lifestyle, and it's also my brand. And um, I have a podcast called Christian Girls in the City, and we discuss everything from relationships to ministry to friendships to you co- you name it, we cover it because it's not it's not one thing that a Christian girl, or just let me just drop the Christian that a woman goes through, right? That uh, we need to discuss and have a safe place to do that. In. So, yes, thank you so much for having me on. Yes, yes, I appreciate you taking the time as well. So, this Christian girl in the city, this whole concept, I'm loving it. It's so different. You are really capitalizing on it. I mean, I, I'm seeing everybody in every city being a Christian girl in the city. How did you come up with that? Girl. <laughs> you was in the city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wish it was like that. No, it started off as a blog post, Joy. I had posts, and that's the name of the blog post. It's called Single Christian Girl in the City. Okay. And it was supposed to have like a sexiness feel. Like I was carrying and I was kind of like, you know, writing my little article, letting you know like what's in and what's not and how the dating pool for Christian women was like scarce. It was like dead. And I wrote this off of being heartbroken. I was like in a real, and I was in a, a very committed relationship and it ended abruptly. And I was devastated. And I was like, God, this was a man of God, and here I am again. So I wrote it. I was in my feelings, honestly. And a lot of stuff, it had like a lot of, it had like a little, I had a lot of sarcasm, and it went viral. I had no clue it was going to like reach that many women. So many women had so much in common with it. They was like, girl, you're not alone. Because I think I ended in joy with, like, maybe odds be forever in y'all favor. Because, I mean, I was so pissed off. And it went from there. And after that, I ended up seeing uh, 
someone told me like, hey, why don't you make that into a book or like a devotional or something? Because what you're doing, a lot of people would love to understand how to do it. They just don't have the proper teaching and or an accountability partner to do it. You should be like the virtual accountability partner. <laughs> So I put it off for months, and then I finally, God was like, kept nudging me, like, go ahead and do it. And I was like, all right, here I am. Okay. Wow. Wow. So you started with the blog, and the blog looked kind of like Carrie, turned into a book. (laughs) And then, you know, your, your blog is now turned into a podcast. So, what made you want to get into, you know, doing more of that, you know, you know, talking to other girls, I guess, in the city or other girls just in general about... I think the blog, the blog was so much of my, was my perspective. I wanted to bring other people's perspective as well because I only bring one stream of what I feel, my experiences mm-hmm. I've learned from them, how I've risen from them. So to connect with other women and even males, uh, the right. is not. I think men, I think men be like, "Oh, it's for women." It's like, no, nah, we be dropping like real gems for like life issues. Okay, but I wanted to have more perspectives. I also wanted to. Um, I really wanted to showcase that women and not just like in the culture but also in the kingdom can get along because we really have this believe it or not it's still like high school (laughs) oh my god i think life is still like high school sometimes like i'm not we're not even gonna go there but (laughs) exactly so i really wanted to create a safe space where women can cry laugh um exchange information, connect, but most of all, build together because you don't really see a solid group of women building, whether it's in the kingdom or in the culture. They're not really building. And if they are building, it's motives always in play. Mm-hmm. So that backstabbing is still there just because you we in church. <laughs> don't mean it ain't there. No. Oh, I know. I, I can agree with you on that. Um, is I could tell you some stories on... That church world, you know. Look, look, I lost my husband. Second point, but <laughs> that church world is a totally different world. And actually, we're gonna get into that with you. What you know? When did you get serious about you know this whole Christian lifestyle? I mean, because you have did a whole three sixty from the last time we hung out. So. <laughs> um again it was another heartbreak and it just joy it felt like nothing was going right in my life like i couldn't catch a break and you know we we got that one thing saying like we come from money and girl it was just like i couldn't keep nothing and i'm like i was getting repo i mean it was just like anything that could happen to me to go wrong it went wrong wow i had to bankruptcy i was just like i'm too young for this oh my god all of this and then on top of that joy we i know better you know you well you you know better girl you know you know better Okay. And I think I busted into my mom's room in tears, and I was just like, You can't do this. I can't do this. I'm going to try your God again, but he ain't going to be my parents' God. He's going to be my God. And I got to figure this out. But don't get excited. I'm only going to church like maybe once a month. Chill out. I'm not into this for no ministry. Like, I just know I need to get right with God. And that was really how it started. And before I know it, I started dancing. I began. I was doing dancing. I was. Uh, I started a blog, and then ministry just came, and it was like, "Oh wow, this was a plan." Check you out, God. Check you out. Wow. So you went from basically going to church once a week. 
to become a full blown minister. Once a month. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Not even once a week. Look. Once a month. So you went from. So you went from going once a month to now going every day. Almost every day. Like I'm usually doing something at least. My schedule is usually having me doing something like twice to three times out of the week. Especially with we in the middle of a pandemic. So, you know, virtually I'm getting called on to do stuff all the time or to drop encouraging words or to extend my wisdom in the area of of where they feel I'm, I'm an expert in. So my life literally drastically changed and I really it wasn't something I was really looking forward to I didn't I never really looked at myself as being a minister I just think I was qualified um I mean I was the token mean girl I I liked the way I was clearly (laughs) (laughs) I mean you know I liked who I liked I didn't like who I didn't like and it was pretty obvious and I didn't care but that that lifestyle really wasn't um prosperous for me not mentally emotionally or spiritually so I knew something had to change because uh I don't know how anybody can survive with constant drama but I was in constant drama whether it was with relationships with men or my friendships it was just constant drama and it was it was taxing you got tired of living that type of lifestyle it was draining you it it it, it sounds like you could you could you know kind of you know tell so with you you know changing everything you had going on what year was this around how like how long has this been you know how long have you been in the ministry i would say well i've been ordained for like two years march of me two years and but I rededicated my life to God. I want to say I was like 29 going on 30. So I'm 36 now. So it's been about six, seven years. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's probably been that long. Yeah. It's, it don't feel like it though. It does not. It feel doesn't like feel like it. That was, look, I ain't, I, you know, we, we, we candid. We going to be candid. We ain't sitting here being fancy. So the last, we was at Bar Louie. Look, look, look. <laughs> That was like that was like a minute ago. Like that, was, my daughter was definitely two, and she's nine now. Yes, it was a minute ago. It was like 2014, maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 2014. I think you came that summer. You came yep. that summer. Yep. It doesn't seem like it, but. It Oh yeah, that, that's why. That's why. That's why I was like, "Look, I'm asking these questions, y'all. I ain't trying to be messy. I'm just trying to re- think about." Yes, yes. I mean, I mean, and even before that, like, I remember I came when I came home, and you know, to your birthday party. Um, Look, look, look. <laughs> oh, that party was lit. I mean, I think the whole city came out. I think, look, look, look. That was, that was, um. Them pictures on Facebook, if y'all look at them pictures are on Facebook. I never, I ne- that was one thing I learned, Joy. I never took anything down from what I used to do. Because I never wanted nobody to say, oh, you know, you know how we in this, this new culture and this new era where, they found a picture of you. Oh, this you? Yeah, it is me. Yep, I'm on top of the bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a great time that night. If you want me to tell you the truth, like I don't, I'm not gonna hide what I've done. Uh, I've been the victim in situations, but I've also been the abuser in right. situations. And right, that's all a part of my testimony. I, I don't ever want to say like, oh gosh, no, I would never. Uh, I mean, it actually helped me. Joy, you already know how it is where church people feel superior or it's always judgmental and they're um, condemning folks. And it's like, I'm not here to do that. That's not what this, that's not the oath that I took. I'm not here to condemn you. I can't judge you. I don't have a heaven or a hell to place you in. 
but I will express the love of God. I will say, hey, you bigger than that. You better than this. Uh, you're worth more than what you're settling for. So I'm here to do a different type of ministry. I don't want to do what the old folks used to do, where it was to shame you into church and to keep you bounded to that. Wow. Wow. So here we go. What makes, like, what inspires you? What makes, you know, you want to keep doing this every day? And I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a little more deep into this in a second. But what inspired, what, you know, two years ago, when you got ordained, and even before that, within the six years, what was it? I mean, I know what it was. I mean, when oh, don't get me teary eyed. When you when you when you really think about, I'm gonna say what I think about. When I think about how God rescued me from situations, I know I should not be alive, and I know everybody says that. No, but there's really a nice joy. I drove home drunk from the club, and the car was on the other side of I 57. You know how big that highway is, and for me to be veering from the left to the right and not a car hit me or I, I harm anybody else. The fact that I woke up in my driveway, I still don't know how I got there. Like, wow. I was asleep. So, I, and I wasn't asleep. Like, I was tired. I was that intoxicated, and I should not have been behind the wheel, but I woke up in my driveway, and it, that it shouldn't have been done. And just the fact that he's redeemed my life in a way that, when I said, when I when I surrendered everything and put my hands up and said, I can't do this no more, I didn't see where I am today, seven years ago. Like, I, I, could, you, I couldn't imagine to be at a, at a place of wholeness. Um, everything may not be right in my, every, everything may not be perfect in my life, but I have a peace that surpasses everything. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, 2020 was a rough year for everybody, but... If I can be honest, 2020 was one of the best years of my life. I've never seen God's hand move profoundly in my life. So, and I couldn't have done that by myself. Wow. So, with everything, you know, that's going on with COVID, you know, what made you want to go ahead and you know, start this podcast. So on Twitter, I'm, I'm a part of Christian Twitter. I don't know if like, you know, there's Twitter and there's black Twitter <laughs> and then there's Christian Twitter and then there's black Christian Twitter. Like, it's a lot. So I found myself in Christian Twitter and I've made some great connections. I've met some beautiful and anointed and um, prosperity, not just women, but males as well. And I wanted to connect and I just couldn't write fast enough. I kind of was getting with my own ministry duties. It was like, I don't have time to type everything out, edit it, find a picture. It was just like blogging at this moment was a little too uh, expensive for me to do. Like, I just didn't really have the mental capacity to do it. But it was like, I would love to talk to my girl in Houston about broken friendships I would love to talk to my girl in LA so it was like I really feel like I could connect with more people across the nation with a podcast and bring on more people I mean like look at us I mean I'm still in the chat and you in Atlanta so I mean I can't do that with a blog like the blog reached a certain amount of people but the podcast I mean my podcast is being played in London and Jamaica and Nigeria I don't even know anybody in those personal places. So I think that's only God can do that. Even though my blog reached to China, I mean, they reached places as well, but it's one thing to read something, but it's another thing to have that connection, like to hear my voice, to hear me tear up when I'm speaking about something that God, only God could have pulled me through or that I'm healed from a situation that I know I couldn't have been healed from, but if it wasn't for God. So the podcast makes it a little bit more personal for me. Okay. That's that's now that's real. I, I, I agree with you on that. Um I do understand that aspect 
of you want to be that open and you know candid with people because when it comes to what you're trying to do in people's lives you have to you know come at them in ways that they will understand and you know with your voice and you know you talking to people I know you can reach people and explain to them in ways I would say they will understand. Like you said, not the old folks way, not, um, you know, the way from back in the day. So, you know, that that's real. That's real. So what, you know, in, in, we, we already talked about what inspired you, I would say. What, um... Do you want to, like, leave, I would say, the next generation? Because you already stated you don't want to, you know, preach and minister like the old people do. What, 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 what would you like to leave or what are you doing for this next generation that they will understand? When it comes to ministry, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I got it, I got it, I got it. When it comes to ministry, I really want women after me, even before me, whoever whoever I inspire, I have no idea how who I'm going to touch and how what God uses me to say will impact. I mean, I, I'm not here to be impressive. I'm here to impact my sphere. I'm here to impact the atmosphere that I'm put in. So... The best way I can say that, I want to encourage women that you can be saved, have a relationship with God, and still be sexy. You can be saved, have a relationship with God, and still be powerful. You can be saved, have a relationship with God, and still impact the world in the lane that you would dominate in. We hear people make it where church was just this one lane, and we're stuck there, and you can't go beyond that. Those days are over. So, I want to encourage women to be bold, to be courageous. Um, your purpose was not meant for you to be muzzled. Your purpose was meant for you to be loud. It was meant for you to be fierce. It was meant for you to uh, take over. And when I mean take over, I don't mean in a way where we don't acknowledge men. I'm not one of them feminists where <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a man because uh, I'm single. How you doing? Um, Hello. So, uh, uh, I'm not out here saying, uh-uh, we don't need no man. It took me two hours to shovel my uh, my driveway today. Okay? I need a man. I was so upset. <laughs> you said, I need a man. Okay? If you if you out here, if you listen. Wherever you are. <laughs> Hello. I heard but, that. So, I just want women to um, embrace them, their authentic selves. And it's really hard to do that in a culture where... You go, you get on, um, you get on social media, and everybody is half naked. And I'm not here to tell somebody how to embrace their freedom. I understand women have been oppressed for not just decades, but for centuries. So I do understand nudity has a lot to do with feeling free. And I'm not here to condemn anybody that does it. But I don't want a woman to feel. I don't want a younger woman to feel. I have to reveal every part of me to be loved the motive behind why you do a thing is more is just as important as why you do a thing alright so what is next for Toya what, what, what do you have going on next when it comes you know when it comes to the next five years I would say another book I am uh, working, working on another book so that be, be ready for that be looking out for that uh, I mean my prayer lately Joy has just been to um, enjoy the ride I think we're always so focused on the next and moving there the next quickly but I'm so I'm so excited about my present like right now I'm in a good space and there was a time I could never say that. 
and I'm embracing it. I have my days like anybody else, mm-hmm. but my good days outweigh my bad days for sure. And I'm learning to extend grace to myself. So in the present, I'm embracing grace, but I'm looking forward to my next, but I'm not in a rush. Okay. You're not in a rush. You said I get there when I get there. I'll get there when I get there. I heard that. I heard that. Now, you know, I want to, you know, keep the conversation going because you you've given some really, you know, good information. I mean, we're gonna get to how you stay grounded and everything in a second, but um. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, this being a Christian girl in the city. Like, what kind of tips, I would say, can you give a young girl now that is trying to live right? You know, she's young. You know, this is a new day and age, okay? This ain't... No little hunch and punch age. You know what I'm saying? They got naked pictures like you said. They doing everything they ain't supposed to be doing. I'm shocked. Look, look, I'm shocked. It's no censor no more. Like, everything is out there. And I'm like, wow. It is out there. It's no mystery. Yes, yes. What... What like what are we telling these young girls? You know, if especially if you like if you had a daughter right now, what are you telling her how to be this young safe Christian girl? Or to down the church because I do believe you should go to church and you should be planted and you should have a leader that you trust and you love and you want to be disciple. But I also feel you do have to know God for yourself. Right. It's cool that I knew my parents' God when I was younger. I didn't know him for myself. But when I knew him for myself, the things he asked of me was not difficult to do. I, I, because now I trust you. The word says he's the author and the finisher of my faith. I got to believe he's going to finish it and I'm going to finish well. And that's up to me to follow. 
I could choose a different route, but I can tell you, God holds in his hand plan A, and it works the best. So I always choose plan A, even when I don't feel like it. Plan A has rendered so many blessings. It has protected me from situations I thought I needed and I wanted. But he he, he redirected me one way, and I would be angry. And I'm like, why would you do that? I wanted that. But then when he opened his hand and plan A was so much better, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't understand how nobody can not serve God. Like, it don't get no better than this. Yeah. It it's um kind of weird having the conversation with people who don't serve God. I mean, I'm trying to be very like, you know, low I wouldn't say low key, but I know different people that will listen to, you know, this type of podcast. You know, this is not you know, necessarily a one religion, I would say, type podcast. But everybody know the God I serve. And I don't understand it either. Like, I've never understood how people could, you know, even if you, you know, it's that quote where it says, even if you don't know, at least you know. You know, if you, you know, you know, if you... You know, I'd rather know him and not need him than to need him and not know him type. It's those type of quotes that I always think about when people be like, oh, you know, they have their own thing going on. It's like, wow, I it's much easier to do this than it is on of, of a lot of things. But that is so true. What keeps you, you know, I would say grounded, you know, and rooted in doing this it is such a it's such a delightful feeling when I um, when I witness somebody become free okay that's when I do it like to see somebody become free that's rewarding like it, to see somebody embrace God in the fullness of God, to see somebody thrive when they was in a situation where they barely escaped with their sanity or in a situation where the doctor said no, but God, you know, God said yes. Yeah, exactly. That's why I it, do it. You do it for the victory. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know it sounds so cliche, but I, promise it's such a good feeling when I'm praying for somebody or I'm prophesying for somebody and I see like literally the chains break off them or I see them being delivered from a situation that they have been bound or a generational curse had just been broken because right now all of us are breaking generational curses whether when you're raising your children in a marriage um the way we're all focused on legacy and purpose those are breaking generational curses everybody has a plan to do better than the last generation mm-hmm. so that's always an attack whether we notice it or not and so many of us are excelling at that so many of us are doing that and it ain't uh, it ain't by my strength right it's right still, it's by his sale in that like look at you like really Yo, girl, we just having fun. Look, we just having fun. I ain't even gonna lie. I'm, I'm just enjoying myself. Like, you know, I just let God do his thing in my life. <laughs> I ain't even gonna lie. That's the way it go. I think, and I think people make, people make God complicated. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not. Um, you know, people, I think, I don't know if you remember seeing that quote or that meme that went around, like, man, I wish God could just sit down on my bed and tell me what to do. He does. He does. Yeah, he does. He does. He does. He'll tell you to move. He'll tell you to go left. I don't. I. I mean. I don't know what people are expecting, but it's just. It's just the. You know who I? You know who? You know what voice I thought God spoke in? What? I thought God would sound like Mufasa. (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody. I I I would say I think everybody probably thought that in 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 this world. 
Like, and they still think that. But my question with with, with that, since since we're going to go deep, like, why do people think he's going to tap them on the shoulder and be like, go now? Like, it, like I, I guess people don't understand a relationship. You know what I'm saying? They think it's a, a magic show. You know what I'm saying? They don't think it's a relationship. And just like, like, okay, if, if you was with a dude and you just wanted him to do everything and you don't do nothing, it's like, how long do you expect that relationship to last? Right? It's the, that's the perfect example because that's the example I tell people on days like, well, how do you get closer to God? How do you get closer to your spouse? You spend time with them. I, we, but I, I have to say this, and I, I, I love the church, so I don't like to make it seem like the church is wrong, but there's been that sometimes different people have taught it, it incorrectly on how to abide in God or how to even get close or how to form a relationship with God. It's the same way you form a relationship with a person. You start talking. And don't you leave space for that person to speak back to you? It's the same way with prayer. Prayer is a two-way street. It's not a one-way street. So when you pray, why don't you wait for the answer? Why do you just move and bustle and keep doing what you're doing? Why don't you wait for the answer? Why don't you make a time to say, God, I want you to speak? And it's a small voice. It's a, it's a, sometimes it's a silent voice. But I can assure you, God speaks to you in a language that you, you and you alone will understand. You will know it's God. Like, I don't know how many times we've seen on celebrities watching E! Hollywood Story or, <laughs> or Netflix. And, you know, they get emotional or they don't know. Let me go to Red Table Talk. Like, you know, they get to saying, like, I heard this voice or I had this nudge or I had this feeling. That's right. God. That's not you. That's God. <laughs> That's why I'm like, how do y'all be saying, well, he don't say nothing to me. How'd you get where you are? He directed that path. Like, yeah. Not, what you're doing isn't strange to him. The mistake you made didn't throw him off. Like, now why did she do that? He knew you were going to do it. It was already orchestrated. You just, we just want, he just wants you to come to him and talk about it. We kind of look at God as like this punishable father, and he's not. He wants you to come back and talk. Like, okay, you messed up. Let's dust yourself off. Let's go. Come on. We got other stuff to do. This is not the end. Your mistake doesn't be, your mistake has not become you. You're going to overcome the mistake. And now you're going to teach somebody how to go around that pitfall. That's all it is. But we make it so complicated because the church make you feel like, or some churches, I don't want to say church. Some churches make you feel like, or some preachers have taught that when you mess up, he never, he, it's, it's with you. They, they teach you how to carry the shame. And the thing is, he wants to break, he doesn't want you to be a hostage to shame. A hostage to shame. Like, it's no, there's no peace there. There's no growth. You can't evolve and be shameful at the same time. You see uh-huh. a rose come up and it feels shameful? That rose sprout up joy and it come up looking cold. And it minded his business. Minding is cold. <laughs> it did, it did, it did. Did his thing. Yep. <laughs> Just came on up. It ain't asking no questions. I was that that was gonna kinda be my second question well the second question. Um my next question. Um the, like it it seems like and I wouldn't say it seems like because you know, I'm I'm trying to be all you know, my little podcasting questionnaire going it seems like it's hard being a christian like do you feel that you know in this day and age in 2021 it's hard i mean i don't i I, but you know like the world doesn't have anything to offer me nothing um i don't want anything that heaven isn't backing up if I had to get something outside the will of God, more than likely it's not going to be sustained. So why would I, why would I, why would I turn away from God to get something that he could have got me better and I didn't have to have a consequence to go with it or I didn't have to have this major lesson. Like some things you don't even need to learn or go through, right? You don't need to experience certain things in life to learn it. Some things I could just learn from somebody else. Other things I I need to go through 
but why why would I put myself why would I take myself out of his hedge of protection to get something that's already promised to me that's true that is true and it, I guess it's just up to the person on if they want to um you know go I wouldn't say go down that route but if they want to like I said just form and have that relationship I like how you say it, if heaven isn't backing it up you don't want nothing to do with it but some people just in this day and age you know they 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 feel like they are you know they know God and that's enough like, you know, look, I've heard people t- say, um, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Like, you know, make it, make it seem like it, it's okay to just know God. But, I mean, do you feel that's just enough? There's a different facet of God. Uh, every season in my life, Joy, a new name of God is a new name and a characteristic of God is revealed to me. Uh, a couple years ago, I didn't have a job and I was on unemployment and it was not enough to pay everything. It paid everything. And I think I went to the Bahamas like on, for my 30th birthday. Like I didn't have enough money to do that, but it happened. Um, like I, I knew him as my Jehovah Jireh. Uh, my provider then it was another season where I got sick I knew him as my uh, Jehovah Rapha mm-hmm. he's my healer like every season of your life you're going to need a different you're going to need a different aspect of God yes you're going to need you're going to need him to demonstrate himself in a different way and manifest like the world that's our word right now everybody, I'm going to manifest my car I'm manifesting my house yeah everybody manifest my man girl and my marriage you know, but when God manifests something, it's not something that can be taken away. When God manifests something, it's something that changes you for the better. When God manifests something, or when he manifests himself in your situation, all you can say is, it was nobody but God. That's why people, that's why that sentence is so, because that's the only thing you can say, it was nobody but God. You're right. You are right. That is, look. That is that's deep right there. That it, you said it's 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 not enough. You need to do you need to do more. So you know we've talked about everything you got going on, and we've talked about what you're gonna have going on next, and how to be a Christian girl in the city. You you really broke it down. Like you really gave a lot of good information I would say you know as a young little you know minister like you know I like your little swag you know like you look your little swag like I'll come to your church if I was out there like it sounds like it may be a good word over there cause you know you sounding like you know what you talking about over there you said oh Paul said to to oh <laughs> oh may I oh but if I know him like that's, that's deep and Paul was like the apostle Paul was like living for God like, yes but it was like oh but if oh but I may know him yes. he knew I, at the end of his life I still didn't know the fullness of mm-hmm. God I know the fullness of God yeah. that's why I understand how people can say I've reached my peak with God have you that's, that's, <laughs> that's wildly understandable. Not understandable. <laughs> like, I mean, like, I think I could even tell you, like, if you want me to be honest, you know how many people be like, like, last week made six years of my celibacy journey. Like, I've been like, no sex, none for six years. Do you think that was my plan? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. But. You had to do what you had to do. But I can tell you, I'm not going through the heartbreaks I was going through when I was in my 20s. Um, I I heard that. 
don't have nobody. I ain't got nobody out here calling me. Oh, you a hoe? Really? That's interesting. Not really. That's interesting. You know, I and then on, on top of that, man, those soul ties ain't no joke. Like, man, you you you, I ain't cried. You ain't cry to God if you ain't cry talking about Girl, Lord, take the pain away, Lord. I can't deal with this. Girl. The depression, the anxiety, the I can't eat, can't sleep. Girl. The man that wasn't even supposed to, I wasn't even supposed to lay with. Uh-uh, no, I wasn't having that no more. I was like, oh, the last man was the last man. I heard this is the last time. You said, no, no, for real, that's why, look. Between me and you, what the word said. That's why I got married. It's better to marry than to burn. I got married because of that. And trying to still get married because of that. And I be over here burning. I mean, for real. Like, it's the truth. You want to live right. Who wants to be out here living wrong? Like, who? Literally. And I know people are like, Oh, so what do you do when you, uh, so do you think about sex 90% of the day? <laughs> like you, just as much as you do. I'm human. It's just the fact that, here's the thing, what keeps me away from having sex, because it's not that I'm not tempted, it's not that I don't have options, I'm not sure why people think I don't have, I have plenty of options, but. Especially at this day and age. Right now, the way I look at stuff, Joy, it's like. Godly principles still work. Why would I not want to exercise a principle that was created to keep me safe, that was created for me to be loved genuinely, authentically, but most of all, powerfully? Why would I not do that? Plus, these dudes don't be deserving my body like that. For what? For what? Why, why should I give you something so sacred and you can't even... They don't even call back. And you want me to give you me? Man, these girls be out here wilding. You should hear some of the stories. I mean, I know you do. Actually, actually, I know you do on your podcast. I know you do hear some of the stories because these girls be wilding. Like, I be like, girl, why? Why would you go through that? Why? Or why? Or they trapping dudes with babies. And it's like, a baby not going to make him stay. I mean, it's like, but I can honestly say for me, I don't like to speak for other women. When I was out there and I was dating and I was having sex and I was doing things the way I wanted to do them, mm-hmm. I really wasn't loving myself. I didn't right. cherish myself. I didn't, right. I didn't feel I was worthy of something grand. And like, you know, you know, Valentine's Day just passed and. We know Michael B. Jordan, he went all out for Lori. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, Lori. And <laughs> somebody said on Twitter, it was like, she's living the best of her life, and um, we need to learn from this. And somebody responded with the best answer. They was like, the girl is gorgeous. She comes from money, and she has access to these type of men. There's no player's book. She don't need to write a book. There's nothing she's doing spectacular. That's just the arena that she's in. Right. How come right. you can't think like that when it comes to God? Why would I think I'm not worth having a man that will do exceedingly and abundantly for me? If God can do it, why wouldn't I believe he's going to put a man in my life that's going to provide for me that way? You're right. But I think it's hard for us to do that, Joy, because we don't see God. And it's like... Does he hear me? I can't. How, why you want me to be faithful to something I can't see? Because you say thank you, God, when He do something that you've been asking for. Yeah. Well, you know, it, like I said, um, it's about the relationship. Some people think it's a magic show. If 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 he doesn't show up when I want him to show up, I'm not gonna do this no more. And then you gonna be mad for life. You gonna be mad at everybody. Like, like, you know, you gonna be mad at everybody. So it's it's all on, you know, how you living because we're getting older and life is about ups and downs. You know, 
people don't realize it, you know it is you you can't continue to like you said earlier be the mean girl and be that mean you gotta it sounds like you surrendered you gotta you gotta you know you gotta finally just surrender in some type of way and he's still gonna let you be you flying you whatever you got going on in all your glory but you just have to even you know i can even say the word submit i would say but people look at it i want to say as what i feel people look at it as something that's a hindrance in their life and not like you said this whole time you like you like the victories it's 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 actually victorious you know but it really is i mean you you kind of broke it down i would say in so many you know general ways i i really appreciate you being on the podcast and talking about you know just just a girl talk on how to be a christian girl in the city and how to you know do things nowadays i mean it's hard you know being a young lady you know but it's the validation and the acceptance that everybody everybody wants to be loved everybody wants to be accepted everybody wants the validation i don't blame you i don't that's why i understand it's not something when people come to me and they tell me these things that they've done or and i mean i have many women come to me how did you get where you are how did you become so confident how did you I mean, it's always how did you how did you become so bold and right. how did you know you can be sexy and still a preacher? And I'm like, well, sexy ain't my attire. Sexy is like a state of mind. Right. I feel sexy wearing all black. It ain't nothing you can tell me in all black. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> but to be honest, anytime somebody hear me speak, they see me do anything. It's a Peter moment where when he got out the boat, he focused on Jesus, and then when he didn't. He starts sinking. That's the only thing. I just stay focused. And that's what they see. You hear me speaking? That's not this not me speaking, that's God. You see me doing something where it's like, wow, how'd you get there? I didn't get here. God put me here. Right. I literally I don't know if anybody watched Harry Potter where they say, I solemnly swear I am up to no good. I solemnly swear I am fully dependent on God. That's it. There's nothing else. That's that's the book. That's the handbook. That's the secret. Everybody keep wondering what the Sierra pray. She fully depended on God. Like that's it. It's that's that's the Chico God. Yeah, and not even with you. Also, to just piggyback on when you said about the whole confidence and and where do you get all that stuff from? You've always kind of been, you know, a, a well grounded person in whatever you did like if you was gonna hit the streets you was gonna hit it hard if you was gonna do this you was gonna you know you've always i would say been confident and um very 100 when it came to whatever lifestyle you were in so now that you are 100 percent going after god this is full-fledged of how I would see you to do it, if that makes sense, because um, I'm proud of you. I mean, I really, really am, and I and I mean, knowing where you come from, and you know, your parents being, you know, we we me and you got that. Always had a little PK bond, and for you to be coming 100% into what God has for you to see what's going to happen. And you're still young, you know what I'm saying? To see what's going to happen, you know, it's going to be great. You know what I'm saying? I I, I can only imagine, like, this is like, kind of like when, like, like my past, like, I'm just going to bring up my bishop right now. Like he, he just celebrated his 39th year. Like this is and he started when he was 35 and like 36 and stuff like that so this is i'm really really 
you know, excited about your future and everything you got going on with this whole Christian girl in the city. I really see some really great, you know, logos and, you know, all type of, you know, all type of things going on with this Christian girl in the city. That That's something special and you really need to hold on to it and ask God to continue to um, bless you with that because it's, you, like I said, it's, it's, it's keeps growing it you know you it's a seed that you planted and it's it's growing and you you, you want multiple streams of income that's what it's all about you know you, thank you jesus look thank you jesus look thank you jesus we want a man all that type like hallelujah all that but lord ha, abundance look <laughs> inheritance okay look <laughs> let's just keep it hello oh And I'm telling you that you, you plant with, you, with what you've planted, you you're growing all types of different streams. So you you really need to keep doing what you're doing, cause he's making he's making it he's making a way for you. He really is, cause the the in this day and age, when it comes to you know what's going on with the whole you know youtube and all these different everybody have their own little channel and stuff like that that's that's how you're going to reach the world it is and you don't know who is we don't know what this episode who it would touch Mm -hmm. who it will empower who it will inspire yeah you just don't know and that's the beauty of Uh, yeah i I love it yeah it's going these airwaves are going further than I probably could travel, especially right now. So I don't know who is gonna free, but I pray to free somebody and free them in the most beautiful and most powerful way that they can that they can withstand. You right about that. You right about that. So like I, like I said, like we, we look, we I don't wanna take up all your time. I really <laughs> look, I really appreciate you being on the podcast tonight. I was having a little technical difficulties with the camera, but I got it working out by the end. By the beginning, it was working out great. You know what I'm saying, y'all? I'm, you know, I'm gonna keep it real with the podcast. It was working out great because you know I do the visual and the podcast, y'all. And the devil tried it, like, and that's how he like to work too, y'all. It could be something good, and he tried to mess up what you got going on. And it's like, this was a great conversation. And he really tried it. But the thing that he forgot is that I got about four or five devices. So I'm going to work this thing on out. But he tried it on the little, on the little virtual, on the, on, on it. But that's okay. We, we, he's still on the throne. That's the wonderful thing about it. He's still on the throne. He's going to make sure that we have other cameras and other things that we have out angles. I had to text my daughter like, come and take this real quick with your phone. Cause I'm telling you, he tried it, but we worked it on out. So before we get off Toya, I definitely want you to give out all your information. How can people get your books? How can people get in contact with you? Your podcast, Everything, girl. We this is your time to shine. (laughs) Thank you. Before I even start, I want to thank you for even bringing me on. I am honored. I'm humbled. I mean, like you say, we life has changed, but here we are thriving. Mm -hmm. I am am grateful and honored to be a part of your thrive. Be a part of how you're flourishing. So. It's great, and I love how two queens are connecting and inspiring and supporting, and most of all, empowering others to become their better selves. So yes. I'm down for the journey, and I, I love it. But uh, 
I can you can find me on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My handle is Latoya Deshawn, L A T O Y A D E S H A W N, and then there's an underscore under that. But my picture usually pops right up. Um, you can purchase my book. You can subscribe to my website. You can subscribe to the podcast all on my website, which is www.covenantlifestyle.com. And you can get all your information there. You can submit prayer requests. Um, you can email me. Uh, you can DM. My DMs are always open. Um, I try my best to get back to you either the same day, no later than the next day. Um, I'm on Clubhouse almost every other day seems. But <laughs> <laughs> the, the name is the same Latoya Deshaun so I look forward to all of it I love to help I heard that and you guys always know that you can contact me as well on at Leah on IG if you want to get in contact with Miss Latoya you can email me at joyleahp at gmail.com and you can follow me on Facebook at joy underscore Leah and like I said I will always let you guys get in contact with the person that I had on my show this past week we would normally try to get into my list but we gonna keep it godly tonight we not gonna be mean girls we are not going to be you know, anything that is worldly tonight. We are going to keep it fresh. And just say thank y'all for coming out. God bless. Good night. But no, for real. So I really appreciate you being on my podcast. You know what I'm saying? I really love you. Um, again, y'all, thank y'all for listening to Backstage with at Joy Leah and y'all have a good night. Bye. That was good. <laughs>